Hello and welcome to Cameo, guys. I'm your host, Mark Nelson. As always, I'm joined by Cam. Hello, hello. And in a rare back-to-back sighting... Back-to-back. Bakesy is joining us once again Mm -hmm. to talk about the very fun and enjoyable movie, Ideal Home. We actually went to the Cameo Cinema to see it as well. Yes, so it's almost like the 50th episode's reinvigorated us. And uh, we're, we're back to form. Out. We are. So, back Bakes, to Cameo. Bakesy got his sweet treat. Got the sweet treat. Oh, it's all... Always a risk. This <laughs> <laughs> was crumbly. Were, wearing, were you wearing a white shirt? Uh, not or a this time. shirt? No? No uh, chocolate on the shirt? No was... chocolate on the shirt this time, but it was very crumbly. If it was white, it would be so, disastrous. So, the, the, the time we do decide to go to, to Cameo, we go to Belgrave at the busiest time they've ever had. Lantern Festival. <laughs> it made no sense to me. <laughs> Like the hippies were out in they force. Were. Hippies, very, very hippies. trendy hippies, though. I'll oh, give them yeah. that. Like, yeah, lanterns. Oh, it was a whole festival of them. It was a great vibe. Like it was a nice yeah. wintry day. <laughs> nice <laughs> wintry day. It was I raining. love winter. I love winter too. But for a festival, you don't really want okay, rain. It, okay. food it sucked when we got there, but like afterwards, yeah, true. that was a perfect night. Yep, had the car drive past. Get off the road. Yep, no one moved. <laughs> Every, no one moved. There was a few hundred people on the road. His <laughs> lone drive. Anything, everyone should have yelled at him. Get off the road, mate. I feel like he just kind of got in. He's like, "What the hell's happening?" <laughs> he wasn't in there. He was just trying to get to Bird Highway. What? People oh, I get in. <laughs> get off. Ah, uh, it is fun though. Um. That was nice seeing, I guess, everyone out and about there. There was the food truck set up. Or, yes, or the... they, they had a couple of signs up. They had uh, <laughs> food, uh, something else, and info. The info. All the info was, was where to get your lanterns. <laughs> so really, they could have just had a sign that said lanterns. Oh. But maybe they just wanted to keep the four-word, four-letter thing going. Info. It wasn't enough ink. You know, I just <laughs> make do. Just say info. <laughs> So that that's what was happening in yes. Belgrave. The movie was great. We'll get into that, of mm-hmm. course. But uh, what's what's been going on this week, guys? What have we been watching, doing, anything? Uh, Going to look at you, Bakes. <laughs> Copland. It was a 1997 movie starring Stallone. The trailer looked all right. The little write-up looked all right. And mm-hmm. just nothing happened. You know, like at the start of Rocky, like when, when Stallone's just real mellow, like he's... The only time he really expresses himself when he's punching someone. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it at least builds to that. This is just the start of Rocky, but for two hours. He plays a cop just with no motivation. Oh, Jesus. And it goes nowhere. Do you reckon he literally had no motivation? Oh, Sylvester no doubt. Yep. No doubt. It's well, I didn't, see, if you're going to watch a Stallone movie that's not Rocky, it's over the top. I would have thought. What's there's a, <laughs> Isn't there a movie where he plays like a trucker who's... An, uh, is that over the top? Over the top. Yeah. That's the movie you should watch. It is. It was. It was on Netflix, so I'm like, ah. Oh, I like. Um, there's one where he gets trapped in a tunnel. <laughs> That's all it is. Rocky Eight. Probably <laughs> just a documentary. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> just alone. Literally, oh, what happened? Well, I realize. Well, I realize. I just delivered that suggestion with just nothing <laughs> to it. I've recently downloaded it again. Oh. So this is not a uh, recent oh, film. God no. Okay. But for a long time, it made me scared. Any time I went. Into like the Melbourne Tunnel because I always thought this would happen. It's called Daylight. It's nineteen ninety six. Literally, the movie is he's in like a Jesus. inner city tunnel, like mm-hmm. the one that goes under. Can anyone else be in this movie other than Stallone? 
Like, like, look at them. Look at them. They're trapped in the tunnel because the ends close oh, and then they I die was, and there's an inferno. And How'd the ends close? I was, picture, rocks or something? Oh, here we go. A group of armed robbers fleeing the police head for the New Jersey tunnel and run right into trucks transporting toxic waste. Oh, That's unfortunate. Of course they fucking did. <laughs> the, spe- <laughs> the spectacular explosion that oh, follows man. results in both ends of the tunnel collapsing and the handful of people who survived the explosion are now in peril. Kit Latura is the only man with the skill and knowledge to lead the wait. band of survivors out of the tunnel before the structure collapses. Wait, wait, wait. Is Kit played by Stallone by any chance? Yeah, you better believe it. Oh, Kit. Kit. He's not a Kit. No, he's definitely not a Kit. But that is my <laughs> That's Stallone, just Stallone pick. Or Judge Dredd. Oh, yeah. What's, what's the other one? Which almost got selected by me last week as a movie for us to watch. So I would have preferred if you said, like, the new Dread. Oh, well, that's a, a fantastic film starring Carl Urban. I know. But Stallone. I am the law. <laughs> I am the best of yeah. That's what I've been watching. Oh, yeah, don't good. watch it, but maybe watch some of the other ones we just discussed. Like Over the Top. <laughs> like Over the Top. <laughs> Cameron? <laughs> Nothing from you? No. No, I've been, I've been pretty busy. I'm getting, I'm getting ready for uni. So oh, very, very good point. Starts next week. Wait. Week after. Yeah. 9th. So, I'm living up my freedom. What are you doing living up your freedom? Not much. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Good answer. Um, what have I gotten back into? Uh, been watching Luke Cage. Okay. Season 2 came out on Netflix. Uh-huh. So, another Marvel character. Pretty good. He's uh-huh. bulletproof and he's black. That's pretty much his character, sadly. Lives in Harlem, so it's pretty got a cool vibe. They get lots of good musical guests. You would actually probably like it. Okay. Yep. Um, and that, and I'm still reeling from the final episode of Westworld the week before. Oh. That show is too fucking good. Well, I do have uh, a way to get Foxtel now, so. I think you should watch it. And, uh,. Confusing. Like, Jess got to the end of this season, turned to me, she's like, I'm out. Oh. She's like, no, no more. (laughs) Too confusing. Too confusing. Okay. But I loved every second of it. Okay. So, if you... I I call it a phones down kind of show. Ooh. That's big for you. Big for Nelson. Yeah. (laughs) Normally, phone up, tablet up. (laughs) Laptop in my... (laughs) Got it all going on. (laughs) No, there are some shows that just require the attention. Yeah. And Legion as well, which I think I've spoken about a few times. Mm-hmm. But Legion won me over because the final episode of season two, their way for them to display a psychic battle was for them to sing Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. And it was amazing. Okay. Watch that show, Bakes. You'd like it. You'd probably get scared by it, but you'd like it. <laughs> That's a sell. I wasn't able to watch it for a year because I was like three episodes in. I'm up to Jess Nuts too much. Oh, and right. then I got crook one day and I watched it on my own. And I felt like a big man. <laughs> and then you went, I'm going to watch it. And then you didn't. I still think I can. I still said I'd like Bakesy to watch it with us. Yeah, it's up It's up on Netflix now. It is. Mm. Yeah. So we could. There's a lot of things we could do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Let's, let's, let's get into uh, Ideal Home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, why did we see this movie, Cam? I feel like you're best to kind of describe why. Okay, so uh, my partner, Sarah. um, So Cameo put up a photo um, of this movie coming out and she tagged me in it. um, And pretty much just because it has Paul Rudd with a beard in it. Mm. And um, she's, she's quite keen on that. So 
I, I suggested we watch, we go see it. Yep. And I'm glad I did. He That's has quite it. a lot of movies coming out this year. Yes. So he's got, obviously, this. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man, which mm-hmm. just released on Thursday. Yes. We've got... He's got another movie where he's a spy, which seems really out of character for him. Mm. Well, he was in Mute as well. Was he in Mute? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't see it, but he always comes up on the poster for it. Yeah, the, is it like one of those the, things where... It the, could be the Netflix know. algorithm. He's in it for like twenty seconds, but they know <laughs> you watch a lot of Paul Rudd movies, so they've like... auto-generated this image to be like, "You want to watch this?" I, th- I think he. I think the trailer kind of made mention that he's in it. Okay, more than one would think. <laughs> Good. No. So, pr- so pretty much, we saw this movie because Paul Rudd's in it. Yeah, and and Steve Coogan. Steve, Steve Coogan big on with my list. His really. Gaunt, scary, smiley face. See, I've my only real interactions with Steve Coogan are his the trip movies. You uh, need to watch Alan Partridge, Hamlet two like as the, well. The TV show or the movie that he did as Alan the Partridge. Movie. The TV show, sorry, the TV show. Okay, it's really fucking. Funny. And Hamlet two is by the same writer as this. Hamlet two and has Steve Coogan in as well. Yeah, Steve Coogan plays like a theatre director, yeah. I think. Yeah, oh. an old joke is he writes. He writes Hamlet too, and it's like the whole joke is everyone dies in Hamlet. So he's like, "How do you write? A, how do you write a second one?" <laughs> okay, I'm on board. And it's actually set in New Mexico as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the tie came in for this movie to be set in New Mexico. Okay. And Alan Partridge is just fucking hilarious. He plays like a really up himself person that thinks everyone should know who he is. Yeah. And they don't. Awesome. And he has a really funny voice in it. So, since you mentioned like the trip movies, I think in. Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd in their characters in this movie would do a fantastic trip movie. Yeah, as the cup, as the couple. As the yeah, couple. But I don't like then that you'd lose Rob Brydon. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. yeah. True. Well, in this Rob. universe, Rob Brydon does not exist. Yes, in this little so entity, they would like, make their own trip. It's not a universe worth living in. <laughs> Put down from Nelson. Oh wow. <laughs> Yes, we we found his script tonight. There's a pressure point. No, Rob Brighton. <laughs> I love Rob Brighton. You love Rob Brighton. I do. Don't I say just, that you don't. I do. No. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So yeah, Steve Coogan. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's obviously movie stars Paul Rudd and Steve Coogan. Mm-hmm. Who else do we have in this? Your very favorite. small cast. Well, so so your thoughts on the kid? <laughs> I've got many. <laughs> so let's, top cast. We've obviously got Alison Pill as well. Mm-hmm. Who played the Child Protection Services? Melissa. Mm. Uh, Jake McDorman, who was Bo, the son of Steve Coogan's mm-hmm. Erasmus Great character. Mm-hmm. I love that Steve Coogan was named Erasmus, but Paul Rudd was named Paul. <laughs> yep. Steve's here that it's way. almost like Steve's like, I'm not learning another name. <laughs> He's named Paul in this film. He's just a Paul. He is a Paul. He's a Paul. And then, yeah, really, the only other character here is Jake, Jack, Jake, Jack, Jack, Gore, mm-hmm. as Bill. Yeah, or Angel. 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 What's he I preferred? really liked him. Oh, my God. I know who that kid is. He's in Billions. That's why I hate him. Because I didn't mind him. Yeah, yeah I, I thought he was a little turd in that show. He's been in a lot of stuff for his age. Yep. Oh my god! He's, he's one of the kids in the Michael J. Fox show. I, think I don't think that show exists anymore, does it? 
<laughs> he was one of the kids then. Look at him in this show called Timmy Cleary in The Kids Are All Right. Look at that little turd. Can't even see him. Yeah. <laughs> so, quick little backstory I found out. Um, so, this movie was, the idea for it came when he was actually on the set of Hamlet 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started to develop the relationship with Steve Coogan. So, we started writing it about 12 years ago. And even back then, he was like, I want you in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I guess, in part influenced by his life because Andrew Fleming is actually in a gay relationship and has a son. Yeah. So, there was parts of truth coming through with the mm-hmm. difficulties um, he faced. But then the, the idea to set it there came from Hamlet 2 being set in okay. New Mexico and decided to base the movie there as well. I think it's a. It was a really good setting for it. It was great. I think yeah, the the cinematography open was... and like yeah, really. Well, was it Texas? It's Texas, isn't it? No, it was well, New like, Mexico. Oh, well, so that yeah, okay, yeah, same New Mexico area. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Which is the south. To mm. be fair, it is. I think it is Texas, isn't it? It'd be yeah. Well, Texas and Santa New Fe. Mexico Austin. are like just above Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. Cool, cool. In Santa Fe, I believe we're in. Yeah. So sh- mm. Should we just get into? The movie, or does, do you have any no, more that, trivia bags? There was an extreme lack of trivia on IMDb. I don't no. think a lot of people know about it. No. Which is a shame. I think he was trying to get... This movie would have come out earlier, but he couldn't get funding for it. So it was written a long time ago, but it took him... Since he started, he actually started writing it 12 years ago, yep. but over that period he was trying to get funding. Oh, wow. So He's probably in a better time now to release the movie anyway. I think yeah, he did it that wonder, long ago. Yeah, there might have yeah. been some hurdles and a little bit such. All right, so the movie the the movie is centered around obviously Paul Rudd and Steve Coogan's characters, Erasmus and Paul, mm-hmm. who are a couple, gay couple, mm-hmm. um, and their life is kind of turned upside down when Erasmus's estranged son, Bo. Grandson. No, no. Oh, yes. Bo yep. sends his son, mm-hmm. Erasmus's grandson, Angel, to Erasmus's home. And mm. he gets sent there because the worry is if... Well, he's, his dad is... Bo is going to jail. Yeah. He knows this. And he doesn't want um, Angel being put into child protective mm-hmm. services while mm-hmm. he's in jail. Um, so he just sends the kid off. Erasmus has no knowledge of who the kid is. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they get is a Bible... And a hastily written note from Bo, who then kind of throws his son out the window of the motel they're in. Yeah. To get away from the, the cops. The timing of when Angel Angel Bill shows up, shows the parallels, like the, the ostentatious over-the-top party going on to the kid rocking up with a plastic bag with his stuff in it. Yeah. Being like, here I am. So, yeah, we know we know that this kid's going off somewhere. He gets in a taxi mm-hmm. as his dad's arrested. But then we kind of cut to... Steve Coogan on a horse in like cowboy attire. He's got yeah, like he's real got the chaps tacky. on, like real schmarmy, and he's presenting his TV show, his cooking show. That and then we cut to Paul Rudd, who's in. Is he the producer? Producer, yeah. Producer's chair, just kind of talking shit about him, like really. Just saying awful stuff about him to, like, the rest of the crew. Yep. And then one of the crew pretty much goes, is it like this at home? And he's just like, no, it's worse at home. And then you obviously find out that they are Mm -hmm. a couple. um, And you just get some character beats from Steve Coogan here, who's just being real controlling about everything to do with the show. Mm -hmm. Like, just minutiae detail about 
yeah, like all the, the set dressing yeah. and we're well, not even up to the the throw. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is just about the uh, like the copper <laughs> pots and stuff. The flat, the the like bandanas on on the um, the mugs and stuff. To be fair, that did look pretty shit. But you know, if he turned up to the meetings, if he did, indeed, mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Yep. So it's you kind of get a sense that they're a couple, but they're not really. They they like happy with each other. No, that's no, a- no. They like. I think yeah. I think it's like deep down they like being with each other, but they, I don't know. They just express it and are in just different sort of people. Like if they, the movie wasn't called Ideal Home, I I would have been thinking that they were going to break up soon and something was going to happen, mm. just because it it didn't look healthy or happy or yeah, look pretty mm. average. Yeah, yeah. So Erasmus obviously has a TV show because he's a famous chef. Not yes. too famous. I feel like he's that that level of TV like local TV famous. chef, yeah, kind of level. Like, like Huey. Huey, yeah. Oh, I put him above Huey. He was pr- living a pretty yeah, but easy lifestyle. That's America. That's he'd be able to find money easier than Huey would. Yeah, true. Huey, might Huey wastes money. his money on suspenders. Like, he can't. Huey wastes his money on butter, mate. <laughs> and oil. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the celebrity chef? My good, my best, my good mate, Olive Oil? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that was a great line. <laughs> Let's reimagine this movie instead of Steve Coogan. It's Huey. <laughs> oh, Huey. Fuck. Yeah, I would. That's that's a good that's good. I he like wouldn't it. he wouldn't look as good in some of the get ups. No, there was some no, extravagant costume. Sex scene would have been exceptionally <laughs> uncomfortable to view. I had those suspenders. He he he'd accessorise too much. <laughs> old Huey, get the lemon suspenders <laughs> off. <laughs> They're in season. Ah, <laughs> oh, Huey. All right. So he's a celebrity chef. Yep, he's a celebrity oh. chef. Um. So then we cut to. Yeah, as Tobacco was saying, it's an ostentatious party at their New Mexico. It's almost like a villa. Yeah. Very, it's hard, that architecture style. It's not like a home. It's almost like clay, yeah. brick yep. kind of exterior. It's like a Flintstones home. Yeah, but mm. inside it's just extravagant and beautiful. It's immaculate. The it's, who's who. It's a little gaudy though. It's It's yep. very much what you would picture a gay man's home to look like. Wouldn't oh. you? Like the inside, the no, interior I, I decoration picture, and stuff. This is, this is going to get bad. I picture it like a bit more minimalist. Okay. His house was full of just... Trinkets. Trinkets Lots and of trinkets. shit. Mm. Which they make a joke of later when we'll get to it. And mm-hmm. he thinks he's stolen all the stuff. And he's like, no, all the stuff's still there. But um, there's this massive party going on with the world's longest table. The who's who of Santa Fe. Is where there. they are sitting end to end. So, it couldn't be further apart. Also, Kate Walsh was in it. For like one random Starring scene. Starring as Kate. Do you reckon she was just herself? No. No. It's just another way of them not saying <laughs> yeah. like another name. I'm I feel like Kate. they do that a lot with smaller movies. Mm. They're just like, this, yeah, fuck it. What? this probably would have taken two weeks to film. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a month at most. Yeah. So, I feel like with movies that are like, Almost indie, they go, let's save some time on you having to learn some names. Mm-hmm. Like, Erasmus has his name because you want him to be over the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he needs, that, he good, needs yeah. that kind of name. Yeah. yeah, he does. Paul dresses like it, so he just he can have the name Paul. Yeah. Paul dresses. 
amazingly. Fantastically. We'll, we'll get I, to. I still we'll prefer to... Erasmus. Like I was joyful every time he was on screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I kept enjoying any outfit that Paul Rudd was in because I put. He loved these little scarves. Steve Coogan in the same category as like Jeff Goldblum in the right role where you just give it to him and he's going to do what he's going to do. And this is what Steve I Steve Coogan of. is a lot of facial expressions. Yeah. With Which his we'll, like but, massive mouth. We'll get to that as well. <laughs> so they're, they're in full party mode. Paul's kind of talking at his end of the table how he's going to end it. He does say <laughs> he's going to leave him. Um and Erasmus is just down the other end of the table just talking shit. And yep. Were they talking about, at one point, how hard it was to find a good place to eat in Syria? <laughs> and they were kind of <laughs> like, well, what about all the that. women and children dying? He's like, mm, you got to eat. <laughs> and everyone, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, just real... You can, real elitist type They're just deals. real bad people at this uh-huh. stage. And then uh, the young red nut walks in. Plastic tells bag. what you really think about it. Well, he, just, he just walks into the house. He has a bit, he puts a bit of wine in his mouth, spits it out. Yep. Back into a around. glass. I hope someone drank that later on. <laughs> yeah. He just like, I think they're just like showing all the just bullshit in the house, obviously. Yep. yep. And then he's kind of just stumbles out, walks straight up to Erasmus. Gives him the Bible. Yep. yep. And they, he has a quick read and goes, shit, this is my grandson. Mm-hmm. And they, they, everyone kind of goes into very awkward panic mode a little bit. Yes. Because he's just clearly rocked up with nothing but a mm-hmm. plastic bag. Yep. Um, this is when the quickly that everyone, all the guests seem to think they got to go and it's... They yeah, want to leave. Yeah. They've got to go. Um, uh, yeah, so Angel rocks up with a Bible, money and a baggie of cocaine. Yep. yep. And they want to get him some dinner. Mm-hmm. He only wants Taco Bell. Um, so they sent him off to go get Taco Bell with right. some of the help. Yep. Um and everyone's about to leave and like, what are we doing? Well, he's like, well, we've got this bag of cocaine. And so, again, just showing their real priorities at the start where they just take cocaine and have a massive party. And Paul Rudd's dancing was terrific. And Steve Coogan offers Paul Rudd a blowjob. But yeah, they decide no. against it because <laughs> we've got guests. <laughs> that was just a quick little, oh, we're going there with some of this stuff. I think them on screen together was fantastic. They 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 worked so actually well. Actually had real chemistry. Yeah, yeah. They had chemistry, which like was... Real couple chemistry. Surprising, but it was good. I like to think sometimes they just let the camera roll. And it's like... There were some moments where... And because it's the reality, where it was still a little bit straight mm. guys playing gay people, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially with the, the character Steve Coogan portrays. More so than Paul Rudd. But I also put that as to Paul Rudd's a superior actor. In my mind. Uh, uh, he's got more of a range, but I, I think, think he's got Coogan's, more range. I still think Coogan's like a really good at what he does. Yeah, but I think yeah, Paul can play anything, a myriad of characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they they try and get the kid to bed. He he hasn't spoken a word. No. At this point, until he walks yeah. in in his new pajamas and goes, "Like I look like a fucking idiot," <laughs> and they're just like, "Okay, get get to bed." <laughs> um. And in the middle of the night, they wake up and realise he's no longer in bed. Mm-hmm. They start frantically running around, looking for him, find him that he's fast asleep in the back seat of a car, because that's what he's used to. Yes. Which is sad. Which is very sad. Mm. But before this, there's growing tension already between Paul Rudd and Steve Coogan's characters. Mm-hmm. I really the fact that this kid's just randomly shown up and 
That he had a grandson. And he had a grandson that he never told him about and that none of this was really part of their plan. Yep. Mm-hmm. What then happens? We then we didn't kind of get them trying to figure things out, so... They figure out his name because they, they don't know his name. It takes a long time takes to a, get there. I think it takes they, a, they yeah. try to enroll him into school. That was and they rock up and she goes, <laughs> all right, and what's his name? And they kind of just go, we'll be back. And it then cuts to them leaving in the car. Do they go to a different school next? I think they just left. They, they come back to the school. Oh, yeah, I they thought just they went left to a different school to avoid any, nah, so they, any embarrassment. They do go back, but they find out his name is Angel, mm-hmm. but he'd like to be called Bill. Yeah. Because he never liked the name Angel. Um, mm-hmm. Fair enough. And, yeah. the, and you just you start to get some... Different levels of bonding. So, Erasmus is very carefree. He's, he's the fun dad. He's yeah. The, he's the fun dad. He, like, they go off to Walmart for the first time he's ever been, and they just buy fucking everything. Anything the kid wants, uh-huh. he's buying. Um, and Erasmus is getting all the all the grog. The, uh, that was tequila. a tall glass of tequila. It was a big bottle of tequila as well. It's a Walmart it's a, size tequila. Yeah. It's... So like he, he's he's just lying. That was my breakfast, wasn't it? <laughs> the sunrise. <laughs> he was uh, lying in bed drinking whilst uh, Bill's sitting there playing video games and mm-hmm. stuff. And Paul comes home mm-hmm. after a long day at work, and you're like, "Oh, it must just be like six o'clock, yeah. sunset, nuts, three a.m." <laughs> and they're just <laughs> playing video games and shit. And again, you see that kind of tension build where Paul Rudd's character is more of the He's the adult. He's the yeah. adult. He's the actual parent rather than trying to be his yeah. friend. Yeah. So he's just like, no, we can't mm. do this. He storms off to mm-hmm. go make a tea, which ends up being a tequila. And this is when they, the line of the movie mm-hmm. is uttered where Erasmus is like, no, I need you in my life, not just for the kid, but for all my decisions. Shows him the cover of his next book. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Rudd is not impressed. And what was the line? Was it? There is no single creature on this earth that tries to smile harder than you do. And it's just the full Steve Coogan yeah. in full force smile. Yeah, which is just... That's a great face. I think that highlights the expression. Like, yeah. just how, how much you can do. Yeah, but that 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 from that line onwards, I was just all in. I was just like, this is perfect. Yep. I think I was all all in a fair bit earlier because mm-hmm. when we are first introduced to his cooking show, he has like the intro grabs and he's oh, Steve, all like, doing, yeah. the, doing the turns, <laughs> doing like from... the cutting stuff. I'm like, this is going to be a good. Reminded me of Alan Partridge. Like a yeah. lot of that was just that's a lot of his character work that he does. But with no, most it was he does, it was that yeah. line for me though that it was like Paul and him worked. Okay, because mm-hmm. before then it was all very tense. Well, like I, I still anger. saw it. I saw it before then because that's that's just how some couples are. That's just how. Like, they, they either feel stuck or they're just kind of used to the routine of it. Yeah, fair yeah. So, I get that, but, yeah, that that's kind of, yeah, they were, he was more open and honest about it, which is a good thing. So, then it it, it kind of pivots for a while to be mm-hmm. more about Paul's, Paul and Bill's relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he's the one that does all the school pickups. He's the, mm-hmm. pretty much the one that feeds him. Yep, feeds Even him. though Erasmus is the world-class chef... <laughs> Bill doesn't want a single piece of his cooking. So he buys uh, 35 Crunchwrap Supremes <laughs> from, Taco from Taco Bell to freeze them. <laughs> and I loved his moment of just weakness as well. Like, yeah. he drops him off. He's just angry, so he starts, like, angry eating it. And yep. he's just like, 
I think the Taco Fuck, Bell's is like the, the gradual coming around of the parents. Like it starts off with them oh, having that's... that ostentatious party, and it's we yeah. care more about the food. And, and gradually, like, when yeah, they start having Taco food. Bell, it's like, oh, we're we're helping Bill out a little bit more here. We're more aware of him when they when he goes there at breakfast time and he orders some lunch food. He's like, oh, we're not serving lunch yet. And then they they go and stand outside just for an hour to wait. He's like, "How long do we have to wait? Forty five minutes? How long has it been? Two minutes? Yeah, it's just like they're so stubborn. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and then there was even a scene later on where Erasmus took him to Taco Bell. Yeah, and was just like, "I'd like to see the wine list." And she's like, the staff members just staring at, and Bill's just like, "He's he's, he's not joking." I loved that. That was yeah. just. That was one of Steve Coogan's better outfits as well. It was yeah, the fur jacket. He, like, he wore that jacket coat. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and then do they get... Uh, it might be skipping some... I think they, we're, we're, they get, we're jumping all over the place, but get, that's fine. They get called into the school yep. to yes. talk about Bill and There's how he has issues. little to no friends. Mm-hmm. And they're worried about... The teacher's really worried about him. And then you get the Steve Coogan going... Your job is just to teach fucking math and English. Jess, sitting next to me when that was said, I, you can just feel her tense up a little. Yeah. That's good. Well, how do you feel about that, Bakes, as a future teacher? Oh, I think that that's views held by a lot of people. I think that's, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of parents are just like that. It's like they're the type of people that go, I pay your salary to policemen. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the type of people that they are. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. They throw a massive party for him um, to get... Some friends, so they throw a massive party at um, their house. I wasn't sure how that was going to go when they when they decided to throw the party. I wasn't mm. sure if it was going to be so far to the cater to the adults that the kids would be thinking, "What the fuck?" But they had a good how balance. good was it? They had a really good balance. That he already. made it an episode of his TV <laughs> yeah. show. Like any opportunity, so like, do you want like, to try this? And like no. a kids party, <laughs> he turns it into an Indian themed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. extravaganza. And he's the just kids like, on the show to like help cut stuff. Do you want to cut this, Rebecca? My name's Julie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bill, Bill, Bell. Bill, would you like to <laughs> cut this? And he just yeah, starts Taco chanting Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> Paul Rudd's loving it. So is the camera crew. <laughs> just but like they had synchronized dances. Yeah. Why not? But uh, then had the best thing where the party's kind of rolling up. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, one, one story beat that did mm-hmm. happen was you actually start to see Bill listen to them yeah. as parental figures because mm-hmm. previously he was littering in a scene, yes. Paul Rudd pulled him up on it and then he's in like a ball pit with a kid and that kid litters mm. and he we like, don't verbatim do says do exactly yet. what Paul does and mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's just kind of off there sipping on his cocktail <laughs> looking really smug. Great outfit. Too. Great outfit Had as well. And his fucking curly moustache. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And and it's towards- just, they're starting to see the positive effect mm-hmm. that they're having on Bill. And then towards the end of the play they're invited to attend- the mother of another... <laughs> A, their chi- their child's birthday party next week, and so obviously they're expecting the same type of thing. Great editing because it's like it's them in this extravagant mm-hmm. kind of setting, and then it's an instant jump cut to them in a suburban backyard. And there's like a, a trampoline, yeah. there's a barbecue grill, like he's flipping burgers, and they're in their their finest Western attire as usual, and that's they're talking NBA. They're talking. He's, yeah, this, I think they mentioned the dad is talking NBA, and they're like, "I just loved that." Just straight up, they looked at him and they're like, "We, well, yeah, we don't, don't even know what you're talking about." I think it's baseball. And they're like, "Yeah, is yeah. it baseball?" 
And he's it's just like, what the fuck? And they go from drinking the fire wine to having like an extra large tinny. It was a bud. It was a Budweiser. Bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go in. They go inside to then talk to the mum. Mm-hmm. Which this was a weird. It came off weird, but their reaction to it mm. made it funny. Like she's. She kind of has this moment where all of a sudden she realizes they're gay again, and they're like a bit posh. Yeah, so she's I, like, I, I think it's just more like they're they're like standing. They're not used to these parties, so she's just yeah, like, I thought it was oh more about- shit, do you want a wine? That sort of thing. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I think you could I read took it, both it the ways. other way. Yeah, I took it more of a, oh, they're gay. They wouldn't want beer. I didn't. I didn't take it any way to do with whether they're gay or not. I just thought it was like a. I think the they, whole movie they, like, they didn't really like make a bigger. Like a massive deal. They did for some aspects, mm. but they didn't really oh, make no. a bigger deal out of it in am that I, way. Am I the problem? <laughs> no, no. I, I think it's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't no, see... No, I, I, think, I think you could read it either way, but the way that I read it was, it's just like, oh, they're, they're more refined. They're than a bit fancier yeah, than, a, the than a couple of tinnies. All right. Yeah. And that's why I took most of the things in the movie. Yeah, apart from when like, they said, oh, you've got you've got two dads or whatever, like... I think they did say that. Well, like, so they, to be fair, there yeah. is one moment yeah. where we then cut back to Bill in school. Yep. Things have been going well for him and he does a <laughs> class presentation. <laughs> and his class presentation is why you can't call gay people... Cocksucker. Was it... Oh, was it Fudgepacker? There was all many... Fudgepacker t- and then I think Fudge it ended packer, with, yeah. Cocksucker. Yeah. Like all these terms <laughs> and the <laughs> teacher's just like... Gradually as it's going, she's going, stop. And then it's, you know... Cocksucker, then it's no, no, stop. He says fuck at some I point. I think it was butt fucker. Butt fucker at the end. And so That's it the then cuts one. to obviously Erasmus and Paul <laughs> have been called in <laughs> to talk about it. And they just Pissing they just themselves. laugh. They pissed themselves. Yep. yep. I think that's just really good. Like, you, you're, the, yeah, you're expecting him to be a little bit offended, but they're just like, is he that, actually said this in class. Yeah. Is that before or after the child protective? Oh, M- Melissa. So it's, it's after that. So okay. there's. There's almost three kind of things that happen. There's just wonderful little character moments, mm. which I think just get peppered throughout. There's the storyline of Bo in jail. Yep. And his almost threats to Erasmus that this is going to be well, short lived. Temporary. Yeah. It's temporary. Mm. Whereas yeah. they're kind of, as things progress, they're getting into this ideal home scenario mm. where yep. things are, you know, they are liking. Their new lives. Initially, it's it's temporary, and Erasmus is going, "Oh, this is good. It's temporary." And gradually, it shifts to this. This shouldn't be temporary because he's he's also getting the opportunity to have a relationship with his grandson that he didn't yeah. have with his son. Mm-hmm. Although that was a choice he made. They yeah, make so that he, clear he feels like he's making up, for making that. up for that yeah. to a degree. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that side of things where it's that's a looming kind of threat and presence. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got Alison Pill's character, who is from Child Protection Services, that. Is a little bit suspect of their lifestyle, yeah. Because you know, even though they've got Bill and they get better, they still spend a lot of the time, you know, having big dinner parties and mm-hmm. getting very drunk of an evening and all that kind of stuff. And they, uh, I think, <laughs> I think they're they're having they're having lunch. The the protective officer and and Bill and she's like, I feel like there's something you're not telling me. And then we cut to them going to the lounge room and opening up the big case. Yeah, yeah, it's all the pornography. Yeah, yeah, a giant bookcase full of porn that Bill had access to because he wanted to go watch E.T. I think at one of the points when she's walking around the house with everyone, Erasmus is wearing a shirt that says, like, I shaved my balls for this or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just that 
an underlined sense where they're like, ooh, will they lose? Yeah. Mm. You know, will CSP take him away? But then they just kind of, again, they turn that into just funny character moments where mm-hmm. they do like little scenes of her coming back every so often and like they're having this wonderful lunch to show, you know, how good his nutrition is and Erasmus kind of walks in with all these bottles of wine <laughs> and Paul's like, leave, leave, leave. <laughs> but like even that, like just the lack of self-awareness from his character, even at a moment like that, to walk in with... Well, it's just like a, it's a, it's they have to be such a different themselves. Yeah. Like they have to be different people. Yeah, this new thing in their lives is pretty. Well, it's a young guy, so yeah. So things kind of come to a head though when all three of them are talking to Bo in prison mm-hmm. with the old, you know, they're on the phones between the glass, and he pretty much says, you know, I'm about to go out on parole. Mm-hmm. I've found faith, so I've got a job lined up in Arizona to become a, like, work for a minister in a church. A pastor. Yeah. I think, yeah. And pretty much says, you know, that's happening in the new year and mm-hmm. Angel will be coming with me. And, you know, they're all a bit worried about that, but they yep. kind of go, at least we'll have the holidays with him. So, mm-hmm. it's around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bo shows up. It's Christmas, Early. On Christmas, on Christmas Eve. Day. On Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yep. Yep, yep. And says, we're leaving. Him and Erasmus have a massive arguments mm-hmm. and kind of they kind of agree that at least let him have the night and mm-hmm. Christmas Day and all this stuff and mm. things seem alright yes they make Paul Rudd go off to make brioche <laughs> again you're the chef why is Paul <laughs> Rudd going to make him the he's brioche secretly the, the the whole thing he's just secretly the brains behind it yeah, Erasmus is the face um, and what a face but during what the night Bo takes off with Angel Yes. And they're devastated by this. Mm-hmm. I think um, more devastated than they realise. Oh, yeah. Like it's, and it's it's almost, they come to a realisation that... That was saving their relationship. Yeah. And it made, it made them better. It made their relationship better. Yeah. Like having, it had yeah, like having a, a focus. Yeah. yeah. And then there's an awkward moment where Steve Coogan is possibly, we don't know, just because of the perspective, mm-hmm. possibly was putting the moves on the help. And we also yes. found out that he'd previously... He'd done it with... Yeah. He, he had... Uh, had an affair or cheated at least on mm-hmm. Paul before. And yep. Paul, throughout the movie, has kind of indicated that there's bigger and better job opportunities for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Rachel Ray comes up a lot. Rachel I Ray. Know, I don't know if you guys are aware of Rachel Ray, but that's like a really, that's a real mum show, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got an opportunity to work yes. for Rachel Ray mm-hmm. in New York and he decides to take it after that kind of final straw. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he... Can get on a plane. He has a panic attack and realizes, yes, why are we all looking at me funny? I thought that panic attack was the panic attack earlier. Two panic attacks. So there's a panic attack earlier in the. Yeah. Mm. But they they establish the panic attacks in a scene with Bo where Bo nearly gets hit by a car Mm -hmm. and he thinks he's having a heart attack, so calls an ambulance and you just find out that, no, that's probably about the 10th time he's, called he's done that. Yeah. He just has panic attacks. Yes. Um, and he's at the airport, ready to leave, sees the book. Next the to Rachel book. Ray. Next to Rachel Ray. With the headshot that's Which causes him to start to have like a bit of a mini panic attack. Mm-hmm. And I think he realises that, no, he should be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes back to him. Yep. Beautiful. And then we cut to Bo and Angel in a car. Bo's fucked off his mind. Mm-hmm. And there's a car crash. Mm-hmm. And 
then cuts to the... They get a phone call, then they... Yeah, they rush... Rush straight to the hospital. To the hospital. Mm -hmm. There's Bill. Yes. And they have a nice, lovely little family moment, and then it cuts them to family court, where obviously they get... They get full custody. They get full custody, Mm -hmm. because there is a mention when they found out that Bo was going to take him away of how can we get custody, Mm -hmm. and their lawyer said only if he's at risk Risk. of Mm. injury and Mm -hmm. health and stuff, so... That's pretty much the movie. And as they drive home from that court mm-hmm. case, they they try and figure out what they're going to do for dinner. And they're talking, and Bill's like, "Why aren't you asking me?" Because they're like, "Well, you'll just say Taco Bell." Mm-hmm. And then he just spouts this real fancy, fancy dish. shit. And they're like, "We've created a monster." A monster. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how it came full circle to the from the dining experience at the start to the dining experience at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have liked them seeing having that final meal though. Yeah, well, I, did, think, did I think just the sort of the the drive off is enough. Is enough? Me, I think. Okay. I th- I thought we kind of got that. Didn't they have a a Christmas or some kind of celebratory lunch or dinner at Taco Bell? Where they were all yeah, there but together. I meant more seeing them having the nice fancy okay. meal together. You saw him throughout the movie eat more than Taco Bell, but yeah. like I, I, I like yeah, that like, they came to mm. his level and being like, "Well, yeah. this is what you want," rather they than what we of, want. They kind of half met in the middle, which yeah. is good. That's that's the movie, mm-hmm. really. In terms of plot, we we danced around it all. But oh, I think that's that's. I think it's more of less plot points and more just watching the characters interact with everybody else. Yeah, especially themselves. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So thoughts, Bakes? I really enjoyed it. Going into it, I thought I would enjoy it purely because of the two main cast in this. If you put those two in any other movies, I think I'd go in with the same mindset that I will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um. If you had two other people in it, I'm not sure if I would have liked it as much. I enjoyed the kid a lot more than I think Nelson did. Mm. And I, I say I hate him. Like he was, he was passable for me. Oh, yeah. Like he I, didn't, he didn't detract. From I think the that's movie. big for a yeah. child. If you don't yeah. detract, I'm like it's a win because yeah. I'm, I'm always a bit worried when there's a child with such a main role that it's going to ruin it for me. Yeah, and it was a worry at the start. You kind of like I don't want you to be this way the whole movie. Yeah, and then he did gradually evolve. Yeah. Um. But. So I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. Um. I'm interested more about the movie knowing that it was written so long ago and I wonder what it would have been like if it came out so long ago versus mm-hmm. now. Yep, mm. definitely. Because um, I think the message back then would have been, I don't know, interesting to see how it was perceived, whereas now I think it's just a lot more accepted. Yep. Um, but yeah, really enjoy it and recommend anyone to see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the same. I, I did. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a very fun movie despite some more drama elements to it. Like, there wasn't a moment where I was like, I'm not enjoying this film. Yeah. Loved it, coming out of it. Uh-huh. It's fun to talk about because it was just hilarious. And uh-huh. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yep. And just to see, you know, Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd as gay men was yes. quite enjoyable. Didn't even and talk about the gay, the sex scene. Because, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it wasn't... It, it was didn't... more fun. It was more just they played it off as a bit of a... Joke because the kid is knocking, knocking on the on door because he thought he was in pain, but <laughs> yeah, no, he's just in the throes of passion. And then I think it's just funny that they're on the bear rug. And yeah, you see the bear's head, Steve Coogan's, and then Paul Rudd's. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was just funny. It was well done. Um, so yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it and highly recommend it as well. All right, I'll chime in. Yeah, I I echo all those thoughts. Um, Paul Rudd is a beautiful looking man. I. I got his haircut. <laughs> um, for, for selfish reasons, I think Sarah preferred it. <laughs> uh, 
No, it was really good. Paul Rudd was great. Steve Coogan was great. Um, I think it was just a really good, wholesome, happy and dramatic movie. Which and was easy to watch. Like There was a, lot, a lot going on there, but there was, it was mm. really enjoyable and easy to watch. I think it just flowed really well as yeah. well. Like I think it went from point to point to point really well. It didn't really feel like there was like major shifts. And there wasn't the anything movie. awkward about anyone on screen. Like There wasn't every no. moment where I'm like, oh, these two aren't great together. No, I whether it was the leads or anyone else, like it mm. was just easy felt natural, to watch. felt yeah. really natural. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four out of five. Mm, wonderful, mm-hmm. it's two in a row. It is very highly rated films mm-hmm. from you. Jess really wants to watch Mascots. Oh, really? It's our review of that because she she wants to see um, <laughs> the domestics. <laughs> she loves him as well. Um, oh, what's so good. have you seen him do like his little outback special where he's in the wilderness? He's got there's like a five minute clip where he plays like a character. Is, where he's, is that from his variety photo shoot yep. that he did? I haven't watched the video. I've seen all the photos like from that. Five and it minutes. is great. And there's Wait, one, who's Zach? Yeah, there's Ooh. there's one scene Ooh, we can watch. It. Okay. I won't even say anything. Then we'll just yep. just we'll go, go off and watch it. it. <laughs> but him fishing is fantastic. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening again, guys. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll kind of leave it off at there. No, yeah. sadly, no reader suggestion. Reader. Why do I always say reader? Uh, listener suggestions mm-hmm. this week, um, but. As always, mm-hmm. like Michael last week sent through, feel mm-hmm. free to get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter mm-hmm. at Cameo Guys. You can find us pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Or send us an email at cameoguys at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. As I've said before, I refresh that every time I can. So yeah. I'll read it. Yeah, pretty much. I just sit there. I take a day off work. That's, okay. that's what you, you do could. prior to uni starting. Very yeah, much so. time going. That's my job. <laughs> I'm refreshing. That's my job right now. That's all good. Can't come in today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. So let, let's leave it at that, guys, and we'll um, we'll speak to you next week. Mm-hmm. All See right. You Have a good one. Next time.